Hey Warriors, this is Amy. And this is Sarah. And you're listening to The Unqualified Therapists, Inc. Ah! Carla, fucking Paul. God damn them. If you want to have any idea what we're talking about, yes, you're gonna head on over to Patreon.com/backslash Unqualified Therapist Sync, where you can get a bonus episode of Dun 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 <laughs> Murder. Murder. <laughs> Listen, man. We actually do a pretty decent job yeah. telling you a story. We do. I don't know if she's going to keep it in, but if she does, that's how fucking Carla talks. It okay? is. And I am keeping and it in. And she's a grown woman. Grown-ass woman. And that's how she talks. And, you know, that we know for sure. Yeah. Lots of things we don't know for sure, but she talks like that and dresses like a she's 12. Mormon 12-year-old. Yeah. Go check it out if you are interested in murder. <laughs> <laughs> because we fully support... Murder. murder. <laughs> stories. Not stories. murder. No. We, we support stories <laughs> about murder, and we support me becoming a detective. Yes. <laughs> we absolutely do. Let's do this We thing. We do think that this is um, a very good way to cure anxiety. Okay. Yes. I wish you could have seen me. It was cooler. <laughs> I didn't make any noise, though. <laughs> no, but she was all like, mm. Mm, yeah, mm, with the pointing. I was. I was down. Love it. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's some new things, new lingo. I don't know if you know. Oh dear God. Because like you know how I was like pointing at you. Yes. Like apparently, like when you do that, that's yeah. super cool. Oh. So like if you if I if I'm like with you, Sarah. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel you. Yeah. I say I stand or I just st- stand. Oh. Stand. So not stand. We're talking it's, about a guy named Stan. It's too long of a word, Sarah. <laughs> We have to take the D off. Stan. Also, if you asked me a question and you were like, hey, Amy, are you done drinking for the night? And I say, N. That's no? Yes. Get the fuck out of here. That's what I told my no daughter. No is too long. That's what I told my daughter. And she said, yes, it is. And I so, when, so now, just to piss her off, when she says N, I go, oh. <laughs> Could you be less cool? Yes, I could. Give me the chance. And she's like <laughs> getting on me about my skinny jeans. That's a new one. Oh my god, I know. Please don't make me wear boot cut jeans again. Oh, I can't wait. I I'm can't fucking do it. I'm doing it. I'm bringing no. the flare back. I cannot do boot cut and I cannot do low rise. I Mm-mm. will not do low rise. I do not stand for low rise. <laughs> That's too many words. <laughs> and stand. Low rise. 
<laughs> Listen, I don't know what TikTok says, but apparently this is the new thing, and I am uncool. I got totally schooled Friday night. We went to get Minio's Pizza, and the whole drive, she was telling me, like, all the ways that I could be cool. She's like, you could try. You could try. Oh. And I'm so all the time, I'm always like, N. That's the only thing I can remember. <laughs> I never thought that I would get to the point where I would lose touch. I was like, I'm never going to lose I touch. I always with thought what's I would cool. be cool. Yeah. I always thought I'd be cool. So we're going yeah. out last night to dinner at Bakersfield. We want to see, because I was telling Mike and Kate about how Lily tortures me about getting ready and like is very. So they're like, let's see. So Kate's like, <laughs> let's see. So she's like, hey, how do I look? How do we look? Are we good? And, and Lily does the up and down, up and down. She's like, <laughs> Kate and she goes nice perm <gasps> so curl, curly hair is out oh cool unless unless you have like black you're black and you have like that is so in like the tight curls well, yeah the big curls it's gorgeous but otherwise straight no and this so is I, 90s when are the I know that the 90s clothing stuff was coming back but remember we would part it down the middle straight it is and so that's the other thing that's out the side, the part. side part. I heard that. So side parts out, um, curly hairs out, and she was like to Kate, who I feel like is usually pretty much on the cutting edge of clothes. Mm-hmm. Mm, you're wearing that's not the shirt you're wearing, is it? Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she says it to me every time, yeah. and I just don't even care anymore. I'm just like, yes, I am wearing my <laughs> leather pants again. <laughs> Bitch, what are you going to say about Raise it? Raise your hand if you feel personally victimized by Regina George. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's obsessed with Regina George, so I feel as though she might be, like, channeling her. Oh. I'm not sure. Huh. Anyways, so I learned a lot this weekend about how uncool I am. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Yeah. It's always fun. It is. It is. This is going to be This is gonna be a real trip. This whole raising a teenager. Yeah. A real trip and a half. So mine, mine's going to be different because V's the same age as little bit mm-hmm. Lily, but he's a boy. So he still thinks I'm awesome because yeah. he's a boy. Willow still thinks I'm awesome. But when she hits that age, she's going to be oh, like, no, oh. she's not going to want anything she's gonna to do like, with oh, you. honey. Yeah. <laughs> she, she does that all the time. She's like, oh, God. <laughs> Sweetie. <laughs> and if I do something good, mm-hmm. if I do something good, this is when I know I've hit my peak. and oh, like boy. I'm, I'm really good. She goes... Yes, queen. And I'm like, because then I feel like I've done a good job of something. Like I'm not like that's that's the highest praise that Lily can give me. Oh my gosh. Yes, queen. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, um, you know what? what? I'm okay with not being cool anymore. I mean, I'm too tired to be cool. <laughs> I know. And I thought, you know, I thought that I would always be cool, and that I would be upset if I ever wasn't cool. But I'm good. I'm just like, I'm too tired for all that shit. Sames. So, you know, it is what it is. This is where we're at. We are officially, like, out of it. Like, we're we're officially old. I know. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right, because now we're doing all the things that we want to do. Well, my nieces are, they're in their early 30s, like Mm -hmm. 30, (laughs) 29 Mm -hmm. and 30. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we might still have a connection where we can learn what's cool. Yeah. Without being, like, ostracized by it or yeah. about it. Because yeah. they'll be cool about it. They'll be like, no, you know, just try doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I was... my one niece is an artist, so I feel like she's, like, extra cool. 
Yes. Like with that scene and everything. Well, we had a very is scene even like a word. Is I that don't. Even? I don't. I'm embarrassed for you <laughs> right now. Okay. With the art scene. <laughs> we had a very cool waiter last night who um, he's like. Or Kate was like, we brought a roadie, and he was like, I bet it was a white claw. And we were like, How did you know? Is that how old people drink? And he was like, No, girls. He's like, That's all we drink around here. And uh, so he's a bartender, right? Aww. He's like, And we had tequila shots as well. Yeah. And he's like, White claw and tequila shot. That's it. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing one thing right. So we are basic bitches. I guess. <laughs> Is he? He wasn't a ba- I don't know. I don't know. Was he a basic bitch? He was he was he was pretty hip. I thought hip's not a word. Hip is not a word we use. <laughs> hip is something we describe to like I popped my hip this morning when I got out of bed. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> All right, back to uh, Amy's first. It, guys, it's an Amy's first. It's an Amy's first. It's an Amy's first. It's an Amy's first. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! I love it. Guess what I did? Oh, dear God. I'm scared. Oh, no. It's fine. Okay. I think it's... I mean, nobody's called me yet to tell oh, me God. I did a bad thing. Let's hear it. Oh, I fuck? built a campfire. And oh, by myself. And things didn't burn down. No, I read the directions. <laughs> what the fuck did you get directions to build a campfire? They had a little starter thingers. On the... Like a log? Like, like a, a starter, starter log? thing. And oh, it says, like... Lay it this way with the arrows like this, and then lay the and then there was like three different ways you could lay the wood, and I was like, "Huh." I looked at the thing, and I was like, "Well, I think this is the best." Oh dear lord! Okay, it's like ten degrees out, but I'm yeah. like, I am fucking committed to this. Time out. Was this at your getaway cabin? Yeah, cabin. Okay, mm-hmm. I just needed to know location. Like straight committed. So it's just you and Lily, and Lily's just watching me out the window, like laughing. <laughs> And I'm like freezing my tuchus off out here because I am having, get, making my girl s'more. Okay, so I think I can do this. So I like, I stack them a certain way, whatever way it told me to do, and then I light the ends. Yeah. The thing that I didn't know is you're not supposed to put all the wood on at once. <laughs> Did you know that? Like, how much wood are we talking? <laughs> much the same amount I bought. You. <laughs> <laughs> I almost beat my pants. <laughs> See, you put the whole fucking thing of wood on there. doesn't actually like make it get big it's like it was a very like difficult fire like it couldn't, it couldn't get started and so Lily comes out she's like why'd you put all the wood <laughs> just roast your marshmallow and shut up so <clears throat> next time <laughs> I will only use a few pieces of wood and as the fire grows I will put more wood on it is that how it's supposed to be done? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I stacked all the fucking wood. All of it. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. I was, oh. Well, okay. I'm glad it went this way because this is what I was going to tell you. I was so fucking proud oh. of myself. Oh. This is not usually how it turns out. You get real proud of yourself, then you tell us, and then we... <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both times now. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay, so guys, that's what's gonna happen. Is every time it's an Amy's first, <laughs> it's not gonna be as big of a deal as I thought. <laughs> well, okay, starting a fire is a pretty big deal. That's hard. But <laughs> when you said that, I thought you like 
started a fire. Like, you got, like, the wood and you, like, <laughs> you mean, like made the triangle and then you, like, got some roughage, like, leaves like or kind- something. Like kindling. kindling. Yes, like, little sticks no, to I light your fire. Kindling. But you bought a fucking starter lot <laughs> and then stacked every piece of wood you had on top of it. I followed the picture. Was the picture three feet tall? Here's what I thought. I thought they wouldn't have put all this wood in my bundle if I was supposed to use some marshmallows and then Lily said uh, can we be done now <laughs> I threw some water on it and went inside oh my god but the embarrassing thing is is that there were so many pieces on top that were like half burnt but not really <laughs> that's how I left it the next day so the person coming to like clean the cabin yeah. all that was probably like huh, huh that's huh. weird what's she doing I wonder why she did that that's uh, odd that's odd oh my god I can't <sighs> And there you go, folks. Oh, Amy's first and my favorite. <laughs> I just never know what the fuck's gonna come out of her. <laughs> I took like 72 pictures. We're posting them. We are posting the pictures of your high ass And then, you know, it has a poker in there too. In the bundle? Like when you open up the container yeah. where the starter logs and the logs are, uh-huh. there's a poker. Yeah. So I thought, well, I haven't used this yet. <laughs> Maybe this is the problem. <laughs> oh my god, I can't stop it. So I just started poking. <laughs> what did you think was gonna happen? Fuck if I know. <laughs> You're just like, I haven't used this yet, so obviously this is the problem. <laughs> I was like, if they give me all of these things, I, I should probably them all use at once. them. All oh, at once. You should have seen me. I was just sitting there, like, staring at this, like, sorry, yes, fire. And I'm like, what did I not use? Like, what can I do next? <laughs> Yeah. Whew, I'm sweating <clears throat> from my eyes and my thighs. <laughs> that one just came to me. Bringing oh, it back. Man. Oh my god. Hopefully you're laughing too. With me. Totally. <laughs> you're all assholes. <laughs> Whatever. I tried, okay? <laughs> I'm proud of you. Yeah, I know. I'm proud Thank of you. Thank you very much. That was very good. Thank you. So, I went to the cabin. Because last we talked, I was very sick. Yeah. And like unable to like get it together. Yeah. And immediately once I was there, I was not sick. Mm. Imagine that. So it was a really nice respite. It was really good. Like the whole thing was just excellent. It was a very good time. I highly suggest it. I took Lily. It's just it's good to bond and to we played lots of games and I ended up writing for real and had a lot of breakthroughs. Nice. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That makes me happy. So <clears throat> it wasn't that I got like the whole book written like Sarah does when she goes to the getaway cabin. That's because I'm cr- I'm crazy, so I don't write for months, and then I just sit down, and everything that's been like brewing in my head, yeah. I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. That's yeah. It. I tried like to. Now this is my first shot at this. I didn't even Google it. I was just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So I tried to do. I did an outline, which was Sarah's mm-hmm. suggestion, and then I put tabs up there mm-hmm. with different what I would think maybe chapters were. Yeah. And then I would write, and then all of a sudden, I don't know. The title just came to me. <gasps> I haven't heard this yet. Are you gonna tell us? I thought I told you. No. I did, and okay. No. Really? I think unless when you tell me, and I'm like, yeah, you did tell me. That's what's gonna happen, mm-hmm, folks. Mm-hmm. Ready? So, so the title came to me, and. I set my notebook down on, after I typed it in, 
I set my notebook down on my computer and I was looking at my phone to like look at some old text messages because I was really trying to be very accurate with the words that I was using so mm -hmm. that I was like, I, so I'm like looking at my phone and then I look up and my entire screen is filled with threes. So I did show you that. You so my notebook so hit rad. the three. Yeah. Only. You can say it's a coincidence. I don't think that's possible. No, it's not. Um, but the, an angel number three means a lot of good things. It does. It means you're on the right track. It yes. means things that you've like wanted to happen are coming true and mm -hmm. on fruition. And it is the number I've associated with Scott since he's passed. Yeah. So all these things. So I'm like, this is definitely the fucking title then. The title that I came up with is Life Inside the Box. And you're right. I, you did tell me. I did tell you. <laughs> Because her immediate reaction was, your life isn't inside the box. You live outside the box. I'm like, I do now. Right. But my entire time with Scott, we lived in the box because we mm -hmm. were trying so hard to be like everybody else. Yeah. To fit in when mental illness made it so that it was impossible. Right. And there's a lot more to that. And I'll talk on like a bunch of different things about being inside the box. And so I... Yeah, I'm very excited about it. I haven't looked at it again since then because it's like I kind of want to go back with clear eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be an, it's an interesting thing. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea where it's going to go, but I really do think that it's just coming to me mm -hmm. and that's better than pushing it. It is. You don't want to push it. No. And so it's, it's just coming out and it's, and it's good. As the cool kids say, it needs to happen organically. Is that cool? I think. I think so, too. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I love so the too. title. I think it's perfect. Thank you. Life inside the box and life outside the box, whatever. I, I can now think of as for myself, right? Mm -hmm. um, I was just telling Sarah that I'm, I'm planning to take a medical sabbatical next year because I'm really not well at all. I just can't get a hold of it. I can't. And, I, and you know what's interesting is that it's happening now. You would think it would right. happen right after he died. No. Um, I don't. Yeah. Because I, I think just because I've experienced death like that yeah. close to home, that I understand how it can come up on you. Because when you're in survival later. mode, yeah, that's not what that's not when you need it. No, nope. um, it's now that I'm processing things deeper, and so yeah, so I I just I'm not well, and I know I'm not, and I know I need to get well, and I know what I need to do to do that, and mm -hmm. um, to do that I need to be able to devote all my time to it. Mm -hmm. And my psychiatrist was like, I was nervous to like talk to her about <laughs> it, and she was like. Her response was, um, I told you to do this like a year ago, but it's okay. You were like too deep in grief to really hear me. And yeah. so she's like, absolutely. You hundred percent. She's like, I didn't want to push you, but you need it. So she writes it, me a letter and the letter came in my email and I read it. I mean, okay. Now, mind you, I've had anxiety and depression since I was 18. Mm -hmm. I do this fucking podcast. Mm -hmm. I've been in therapy for 18 years and immediately when I read it and I saw it on the paper with my name, the two disorders listed there, I like froze up and I yeah. freaked out. And I was mm -hmm. like, that's not me. Right. Ugh, that was one. And then yeah. two, I haven't sent it over yet because I'm nervous about living <clears throat> outside the box and being real and honest that like I have these illnesses. Right. Because the stigma is still so hefty in the workplace so hefty. specifically for teachers so hefty so I feel very nervous that it's going to impact somehow 
way people think of me or I don't think legally it can impact my job it or can, it can technically or it can my husband mm-hmm. he took a medical leave of absence for his mental health for a semester of school and and as soon as he came back so let me let me rewind he was what I call the golden boy and he's been that way everywhere he's worked. Yeah. He and I have actually worked at the same places often. <laughs> they liked him better. Um, and they always liked him better. Mm-hmm. He's just he's just got this way about him. Obviously, you know, because you I know do. him. Yeah. And he's just very likable. Like, people love him. And he's a, on top of that, he's a super hard worker. He's a very genuine person. And right. he puts everything that he is into what he does. Yeah. So he was, you know, working with special ed kids, which has been his thing. Like, he's right. so good with them Mm -hmm. the principal loved him and all the teacher all of the teachers loved him he takes this mental health medical leave of absence and comes back and instantly that they're accusing they started accusing him they'll start making shit up and making shit up they had trials they had hearings and when they couldn't it was like bizarre because he would have his union rep with him and the superintendent and the principal would say we need a recess to talk about the proof that we have against you because the union rep would say like, that's not proof. That's not proof. Like what you're showing us actually shows that he wasn't in this room when you're saying what happened happened, which just so you know, it's like the changing of a diaper. It wasn't like a, no, anything like huge. It was that somebody had two diapers on instead of one. So they were saying like that it was neglect and stuff like that. I just want to be very clear that it wasn't like anything past that. So they were saying that he was in a room that he wasn't in. That, like, he wasn't even signed in on this paper to show that he was there. So then they say, we need a break. They take 30 minutes while my husband and his union rep sit in the hallway. And his union rep's like, I don't even know what they're doing in there. It was a witch hunt. It was a witch hunt. They go back in and they say, Mm -hmm. we reserve the right to come back to this. But for now, we're going to have to, like, walk away. Because I feel as though they think we're a liability. Yeah. That's fucked up. It is fucked up. And I, I think the liability comes from people who don't take the time off that they right. need to have. That's right. But and whatever. I always say, you know, go for it then, guys, because yeah. I'm going to write a book about it. Yeah, so he just decided to leave on his own. He was like, I'm not going to let them chase me out. He's like, I'm going to leave. And good for him, because those same two people mm-hmm. that you're speaking of mm-hmm. um, pulled some shit on me as well Yep. when I was up for a job. And they're liars, both of them. Yep. They're absolute liars. Yep. Sure. So, he left on so needless to say, there's a lot of fear I have as a teacher who is coming out of the closet and saying I have mental illness. Right. It wasn't just my husband; it's me as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm and probably high- every other person in this building. As um. Well. Yeah. And I could tell you about it, but I'm not. Right. And I'm highly functioning, but I'm not right now. Right. I'm not okay. So I feel very. This is. I do feel brave. And I feel like I'm... You should. That makes me so happy to hear you say that. I do. Because I have allowed... And it's not just this this district. I have been in seven, eight districts. Mm -hmm. I've allowed them to bully me into being something I'm just not. Yeah. Because it's a weird world as a public education teacher. I don't know how to explain it to anyone Mm -hmm. if you're not there. Um, but it's I'm, like going back to high school. It is, and there's a lot of like things that happen that you're like, how did that happen? Just like with your, like mm-hmm. with Randy, mm-hmm. like what? And it's just not on the up and up. Yeah. 
and you don't really know. So I do watch my back. Like I'm like scared. Yeah. And, but you know what, if I'm going to do this podcast, I'm going to write this book. We just figured out the children's book I'm going to write. Oh my God. I'm so, so excited, excited for. for. <laughs> um, and I'm going to, you know, speak out for the people who are afraid right now. Right. To do it themselves because mm-hmm. I need to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. If I'm ever, I want 20 more years of teaching. How am I going to do that? If yeah. I don't take care of myself, how am I going to raise my kids? How am I going to do anything? So I'm just, I'm just being brave. I'm stepping up and I'm saying, this is it. Woohoo! Yeah. So I'm going to send the letter and they, they can do what they may with it. Um, hopefully they just follow the law. Right. And approve it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, it's, I think a lot of people still believe that it's a cop out and I'm just saying I want a vacation or a break. Yeah, I I get that. Because it's not physical. Right. Absolutely. In the same way that my husband got bullied out of all of his jobs when he had an episode. Yeah. It's the same as having a physical illness. And it is. I will say that from now until the day I die to everyone. Mm -hmm. So, Amy's throat chakra is fucking busted open, people. So, everybody better watch out. so excited yeah this is amazing it is exciting it's exciting on a lot of levels um and i feel very confident i feel like there's lots of signs showing me that this was the right decision and so i am excited it's an emolution yeah yeah (laughs) i'm gonna get right that's right so yeah do some hefty therapy during that time some emdr whoo it's gonna be heavy but it's gonna be good but it's gonna be good yeah it's going to be really hard, good. but it's going to be worth it. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is that I'm going to be brave first, but you guys can go ahead and do it too. You're going to make me cry. Aw. Don't cry. It's just... I'll try. Aw. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure as a public school teacher. People yeah. don't see it or know it. Mm-hmm. A lot of pressure to be perfect. Yeah. Spoiler alert! Not perfect. Not perfect. (laughs) So, anyways, we are here for Body Image 2.0, and we hope that you listen to the first one. We apologize. I apologize for the sound. It was like we were not together, and my earrings were hitting the thing, but the content is worth it. So worth it. If you you'll, could, you'll not even notice the sound if you after could, a few Yeah, minutes. maybe it was just me, but if you can listen to it, the content's really worth it. Some really important subjects are brought up. Um, I think we hit on a lot of good points, and we're just going to continue that conversation in some more specific ways uh, for this episode. Yeah. I wish somebody had talked about their story ahead of time. So just to, you know, if you've been listening for because a while. Because nobody tells this story, just like nobody no. talks about birthing a child no. or a C-section and the real truth about it. No. So I feel like you should say this because there's so many women out there that have to, that are going to have to have this done. Exactly. And they don't know what's coming and, you know, you're maybe afraid to ask the doctor or mm-hmm. whatever. So, yeah, just tell it to us. Yeah, so if you've been listening from the beginning, you know that I am a breast cancer survivor. Um, and... In order to be a breast cancer survivor, I had to have a double mastectomy, which means that they went in, they removed all of the breast tissue from both of my breasts. I did optionally choose to have it removed from my left breast. That was not affected by the cancer at all. I just, for peace of mind and for symmetry purposes, purposes yeah. too, Yeah. like to be totally honest, I just said, you know, just take them, take it all out. 
So I had a double mastectomy. They like take a melon baller <laughs> and scoop it all out. <laughs> wow. I honestly don't know. I asked my surgeon to tell me what it was like. And she's like, we removed the cancer. And I was like, okay, what did it look like? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm so curious. Like I asked a lot of questions. Like, what does it even, what does cancer look like yeah, in a melon and- ball scooper? <laughs> Is it, I would say it's probably white. I don't know. She wouldn't tell me. She just said, "Be like, I want that shit in a jar. I'm putting I it on know. my shelf." She said, "We, I just take it all as carefully as I possibly can, to not spread it, right, and remove it, so I don't look at anything. It goes directly to pathology." So I was like, "You're not helping me." I so know. maybe we need to find a pathologist. Yes, and see what it, I want to know what, what it looks cancer like. looks like. So, yeah. I had no idea what this was going to entail. So I was diagnosed in April. I had my mastectomy in May. It was like six week difference. Cause I think it was, yeah, it was April 19th. And then I had my mastectomy May 28th. So it was like a five to six, six weeks difference. But it felt like it years. Felt like I years. cannot believe that's all it was because I felt it and it wasn't even me. I know. It felt like fucking years. It I was did. like, I wanted to call the doctor myself and be like, Move this shit along and cut it out. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about my, my the rest of my story another time, but I pushed to have it done quickly, and I'm glad I did because it would have turned out much differently if I hadn't. Yeah. I was with Jill. Shit. You know why she was with Jill? Because Jill wouldn't let me go. Yeah. <laughs> and Jill says, let's look at pictures. So Jill pulls up these pictures of women who have had mastectomies, and she goes, oh, this isn't that bad look and shows me this picture of a woman who's had a mastectomy. And I immediately like lost my breath. Like somebody had punched me in the gut and I was like, Oh my God, because I was not expecting it at all. I guess I had no reference, no point of reference whatsoever. I have no idea. I had no clue what what was going to happen. I didn't know what it was going to look like. So immediately I'm like, I start crying. And I think, I wish somebody would have yeah. told me about this yeah. or shown me or whatever. Yeah. Then we have, you know, this event and this woman says, I'm a breast cancer survivor. Would you like to see and feel my breasts so that you can see what to expect? So I do this and I'm actually like happy about getting to do this. But the difference was, is that she was a very thin woman mm-hmm. who initially had very small breasts. Mm-hmm. So when they did this for her, it was very um, natural looking because it was like not as much skin as me. Yeah. So I had mine done and they had to remove my nipples because that's just part of the deal. And it's very shocking. And I remember waking up from the surgery and before anybody had come in the room, it was just me in the room by myself. So I'm wearing the hospital gown. I'm like kind of coming out of it and I'm in my hospital room. I'm not in the recovery room. I remember nothing from recovery at all. I just remember waking up in, in the, in my hospital room. And the first thing I did was pull my gown out and look down. Oh God. And when I did, I did everything I could to not start crying, but I was so hopped up on drugs that yeah. helped a lot. Yeah. So I looked down and I see this is how I always felt like how it felt inside of me and how it looked to me was if you took a football and 
poked a hole in it and pushed all of the air out and it's deflated to the point where it's like sucked together yeah. with the other side of itself. Yeah. That's what my chest felt like and looked like. So it was like concaved and then there's this, It's it kind of flips out and then there's just this Frankenstein black stitching that goes across the front. So and it's not just flat. It's not flat. No, not at all. And so the reason that it looked like a deflated football that you was like pushed in like that, for the... it's called a skin sparing yeah. mastectomy, yeah. which they do most of the time. So they put in these replacement, they're not implants. They are, the fuck are they called? Expanders. They're expanders. Um, yeah. So they have, I have these ports in my chest and once a week they go in, they fill the ports with saline so that it gently stretches the skin to get it to a point where you can eventually take to have implants yeah. put in. This was so hard for me and it sounds so uh, vain. No, it doesn't. As you're talking, I, I can't imagine my life without my breast I I know I really can't I agree it's just such a huge part of me so I 100% am feeling everything that you're saying I think it's a hundred percent like legit yeah um I don't think it's I mean whatever fucking say it's vain I don't know I think right. it, but it's also a part of your body your body yeah so another little bit of background I um if you, if you listened to the last episode, you heard me say that I was small chested. I did not develop with the rest of my friends. I was like a size A, never expanded much past that. So in 2007, I decided I was going to get breast implants. And so I did. And so then I was like a full C cup bordering on a D out of my choice. Yeah. So like this was something I then prided myself on yeah. because I'd like chosen to go do this. Yeah. Then I have to have that all scooped out. Yeah. Sewn shut and removed. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I could not see a woman anymore. I, I 100% can imagine that. Like, yes, it's just so, but it's also something that I'm ashamed of. Cause it's like, I'm not defined by my right. fucking boobs. Right. But we are. We are. And we we are so ingrained with that, that that's something that just, it was so stuck with me so that I just could not look at myself and feel good about myself at all. So then they start filling them with the saline and they get a little bit bigger and then they start to be a little bit like a boob, but not really. They were so a little rectangle Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to the full point and I'm like talking to my, you know, She's plastic like, surgeon. What is this? Yeah, and I'm like, so these are these are rhombus shaped. <laughs> what are we doing here? And he's like, no, this is this is beautiful. This looks great. And I'm thinking to myself, no, 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 no. Listen, what I was told was <laughs> that Yins would take the cancer out and put some good nice boobs on in replacement. <laughs> these ain't nice boobs. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was so upset. Oh. So upset. So I was like, you you, you said they would look like breasts. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no. You know, we said we would do some reconstruction. He's like, no, we can, it'll take several surgeries. 
And he had told me initially at the first appointment. You probably didn't hear it because that's how that is. Full disclosure, I was high as fuck. Yeah. Because I was terrified mm-hmm. and I could not sit still in my own skin. Mm-hmm. And my husband was with me, who I was like, take notes, mm-hmm. who did not because he's a dude. Yeah. <laughs> and he was also hearing all of this at once and being like, holy shit. Yeah. So he didn't take notes. He was astounded. I was like out of my mind. So I, and I do remember now that he like had told me a second time, I do remember him saying it can take anywhere from two to four surgeries to get you back to feeling close to normal, but never normal. normal. It took four surgeries and the last one I was like, listen, you got to remove all the skin because what he had done was leave a bunch of skin on the sides. So then they, and so when they would put the implant in, instead of it like filling it up and making a circular motion because there was so much skin, it, it would just go side. flat oh, to the God. side. Yeah. So I would have this like rectangular flat pancake mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. that was literally like I could hold them like an inch in my fingers and it was just like, I could lift these pancakes, whoop, flop down. It was just weird. So um, I was not happy. He couldn't understand why I wasn't happy because He's he. He's a he. <laughs> um, and so he did what I asked him to. And I will say that they do look very nice for what they've been through. However, to me, it's never going to be the same. I don't have nipples. People are like, you should get them tattooed on. You should get them tattooed on. And I'm like, but how am I going to feel about a fucking tattooed nipple? Yeah. Am I really going to feel normal? Am I yeah. really going to feel like I have actual nipples? Like, no. Right. Because that feeling of having a nipple is yeah. not there anymore. Yeah. And I'm totally numb across the line where they cut. Yeah. So it's kind of like if, not to gross you guys out, but if they were to like pull your nipple up and like stretch the skin out and then slice that off and then scoop everything out and sew it back together. That's what it is. Oh my God. And they scoop everything out to the total inside of your breastbone all the way up to your clavicle. So all the way up, because you have breast tissue that goes up to this bone up here, your collarbone. So the pain was immense, and I look like Frankenstein's monster. So this was in 2018, it's now 2021, and I still look at myself in the mirror, and I don't feel like a woman. On top of that, I just had a hysterectomy in December. And I read something. This is where society comes into play so much. Mm -hmm. I read something that said a uterus and breasts are what make a woman because that's how they grow a baby and feed a baby. Huh? So I was like, okay, so I'm not Not a woman. woman? And it was just very, it was like a blow, you know? Yeah, for sure. Even after I had started to accept myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I got into a place that was not helped by people i had people say to me like look at the bright side you're getting new boobs i'm jealous of you i was like fuck you right you're jealous of me it was infuriating i had people say aren't you gonna get those nipples tattooed on or they can reconstruct nipples for you let me tell you guys when they reconstruct nipples it's from corpses oh god they take nipples from corpses to no. do that. And I'm sorry, but like, no, I just, I couldn't. 
every time I would be intimate with Randy, if he got even near that, I would be like, oh. Dead person. Dead person. No. And plus, like, I feel like I would have that spirit attached to me forever. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. No. No. And, and, then, and then there's Amy, who, like, flippantly is like, just get some fucking badass tattoo, not nipples. Well, I've thought about that. Because that, first of all, I can't imagine what you went through. Second of all, no one tells you that. No. They just basically say, like, it's like a cure-all. Just yeah. have a mastectomy. Right. And then you don't have to worry about yeah. it. Yeah. And aren't you lucky you're not dying? Yeah. Um, they don't tell you what you just told us, right? They don't tell you the psychological after effects of it no, at all. No, or... They play it the up. physical. You're going to get breast implants. And it's not fucking breast implants like you had no. the first time, is it? No. No. Exactly. No. It's not the silicone beautifulness. No. So, fuck all y'all. Mm -hmm. But I would like to think, just like I'm brave in this moment in another way, that eventually I would say, fuck it, and get, like, the craziest, most beautiful tattoo. I've thought about it. Just on both breasts. Yeah. Because... Well, I love tattoos too. So Me do too. you. I know. We're both we're, both we're both we're hu both huge tattoo whores. <laughs> we love them and I'm itching already to get another one. Me too. Um and so I I don't know. But you know, it's hard for lots of things. It's hard to say the right thing. It is. So just, I don't expect people Just to. like people said the wrong thing to me yeah. when Scott died. And they're, people are going to say the wrong thing. Um but it, but it's good for us to do this and to do something on grief because then people know not to say that. Don't fucking say yeah. it's like a boob job or you're getting yeah. a free or say, oh, you can just get those nipples tattooed on. Like, those are not helpful things no. to say. Now, I truly believe that people don't know that. I'm going to give agree. them the benefit of the doubt. I do too. I'm I not going to give Jill the benefit of the doubt, but no. I'll give the rest of them um, that they didn't know any better. Right. And so now, you, you know, my big philosophy in life, know better, do better. Absolutely. So now you know. Mm -hmm. Don't say that dumb shit. Right. Because it makes it makes what they went through smaller, mm -hmm. and it's not small at all. No. So every single day, you guys, every day when I get out of the shower, the first thing I see is my mm. chest. And I look at it, and I have to say, so on the last episode, Amy and I talked about how, like, 90% of the time yes. we're good. Yes. And there's that 10% of the time where we're not. Yes. And 90% of the time now, now it was like 30% of the time for me before. So I've come a long way, but 90% of the time I look at myself and I say, thank you, body. Mm. Thank you for what you've done for me. Yes. Like, thank you for fighting off that cancer. Yes. Thank you for showing it to me. Mm -hmm. Cause you could see the tumor. It was so big. Yeah. Thank you for, like, bringing it to my attention. Mm -hmm. Thank you for fighting for me to keep alive. Like, I have to say these things out yeah. loud. And I have to give myself grace. Because I've gained a lot of weight since then. A yeah. lot. I went into this surgery 50 pounds lighter. I've gained 50 pounds since having the mastectomy. And that's okay. It's okay. Because I have had four surgeries on my chest. Mm-hmm. I have had heart surgery yep. and I've had a hysterectomy all since 2018. Yeah. My body needed fucking rest. Yes, it did. So I wasn't moving my body. Right. And I was depressed, so I wasn't feeding it great either. Right. And I'm not going to beat myself up over that. No. I'm going to look at myself and say, you've survived. You've made yes. it. Yes. Let's move forward from here. But it doesn't always stay that way. 
choke because there's that 10%. Yeah, there's that 10% that, that like, creeps up. It kicks you, like, mm. in the face. I say it comes in like a ninja. You don't it does. See, you don't see it coming. You're like, I'm amazing, I'm amazing, I'm amazing. And you're like, mm-hmm. Ugh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that I have a success story since my last story that I told on the last one was not successful. Mm. And it wasn't even like something I thought about. It happened naturally, which is where I'm headed. I'm not headed. Well, sure, let's put it yeah. out there. This let's is put where it you're out headed. There. Yes. But this is like what I was going to say is where I want to be headed. Like this is, this is, this is the person I want to live in. So, um, I went to dinner last night and I, you know, except for my daughter, I thought I looked okay. <laughs> I mean, I was dressed. I, I had on my cute Spanx and my little leather pants. I mean, you know, I love Spanx this. leather pants. Yes. Yeah. And a new shirt that Micah got me for Christmas that I just love and mm. whatever. So I was like. You always look adorable uh, and hot. Well, you know, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> <laughs> I go out for very different reasons now though. So like, um, I really wasn't looking at anything or anybody. No, you're like, I'm going out to look fabulous for myself. Exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. And to eat queso because Bakersfield has the best queso on the planet. God, I love cheese. <laughs> if anyone wants good queso, go to Bakersfield. Uh, it's so good. So we go and, and now, so that's, this is my best friend, Kate, and we go out a lot together and she always gets the attention of men mm-hmm. where I don't. Mm-hmm. And that's new for me. Mm-hmm over the past 10 years, right? Yeah. And last night I was like unfazed. I laughed so hard and in fact got really saucy with the guy because so this guy comes up to the table. <laughs> oh boy. You're not really allowed to come up to tables. It's COVID. Yeah. Asshole. So anyways, he comes up to the table, no mask. And, um, and he's like, Hey to her. And he's like standing by her and he's like, you are smoking hot. And I'm like, is that how we do this now? Uh-huh. Anyways, they're talking, whatever, whatever. And um, it comes up that she's married. Uh-huh. And so he looks at me. Oh, Jesus. And he's like, are you married? And I was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I couldn't wait to drop the widow yeah. bomb yeah. just to be like an asshole. Right. But there wasn't a good moment to do it. But I had it. I had it. Yeah. I, I had it back there. <laughs> um, and then he looks at me and he goes, I mean, not that you're not hot. Oh, dear God. But she's like hot hot or something oh, like that and I was my like god I was like don't worry about it I was like it's okay I have a 34 year old boyfriend dick so oh, I didn't say that but I was like whatever gosh. I seriously was like whatever and I felt like so good that I couldn't ca- I how do you say it right you couldn't care less couldn't care less yeah. I could not like I was just I thought it was hilarious, and so, like, I, so he's, so now they have plastic in between us. God, I hate people. So I Sorry, lean, I love you guys. I lean back, and around the thing, I was like, thanks for, uh, you know, second best, pretty good. <laughs> something like that. I Like, something yeah. really shitty. Yeah. And so then I was like, I'm glad I'm 75% good. Like, at least I'm passing. Like, I don't, it was just, and I was making the joke, and I wasn't joking about it because I was uncomfortable yeah. or sad. right. I guess that, like, humor is a new thing for me. This is what I do now. I love it. That makes me happy. <laughs> so, I wasn't I wasn't upset. I wasn't upset in the fucking least. Um, and I was so happy that I wasn't upset. Like, at all. That's that's great. That is a great success story. It huge. seriously is. Huge. It's huge. Like, it's a huge success story. Like, there's probably... Stupid not that it fucking matters, people. but there's probably six 
seven sizes between us. Right? Do you know yeah, what I mean? So right, I'm, I'm trying right. to, like, let, let the people know who don't know me and her, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, the difference in size, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, whatever. That's, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like... Because, so what that's showing me is that that's where men go to For first. sure. 100%. Until they're like, oh, she's married. And I'm like, yep. fuck off! Right? Like, uh, let me focus my attention on you. How about you, baby? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, are you kidding me like, right now? Flag off, asshole. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was a moment where I was like, that was great. And I just felt great about it. Like, I was yes. like... Cause yeah, I fuck you. I don't care. And as Lily says, yes, queen. Yes, queen. Um, so yeah, that was my success story for, for the week because, um, it doesn't always happen like that. Right. Right. There are times when I am like, I'll walk away from a situation like that at times and be like, you know what? I really need to take these 50 pounds off. Yep. Mm hmm. So I'm just not going to eat for like mm, a long time. Mm hmm. And I'm going to work out every day instead of only three times a week. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And that's where my head goes. So, um. I'm so happy that that's not where your head went. It didn't. It takes a lot of, it takes a lot of time, work, and honestly, practice. Yes. Yes. I think that I figured out. It's like retraining your brain. It is. You have to retrain your brain Mm -hmm. because we've been trained so much about how much our body matters. And what it looks like. So when when I was thinking about when we were talking about our last episode, I was like, man, I forgot to tell this story. It is something that is so heavily ingrained into my brain. So I was walking down the sidewalk with my middle school best friend and her mother. And her mom was former Miss West Virginia. Ooh. Yeah. A beautiful mm-hmm. woman, obviously. And she said to her daughter... I can't. <laughs> Why can't you look like that? Pointing to me. Oh, geez. And I remember thinking, that was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and then thinking, oh, I, mm-hmm. I look good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, how fucked up is that? That's like double fucked up. Yes. Like double fucked up. Like, I felt so bad for my friend. Yeah. I was like, jeez, like if my mom said that to me, I would just curl up in a ball and die what did she look like not that it matters my friend but gorgeous and beautiful and like there was nothing wrong with she's a middle school girl she looked beautiful she was thin had big boobs not that any of this matters right exactly none of this matters right but i'm just saying like the, the the comment came out of fucking nowhere left field wow wow and it just, so it just, again, like, reinforced because that I have to be, because I was very, very thin. I was, like, a double and you zero. you have to stay there. And I have to stay at a double zero. I have to be super skinny. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it just reinforced that. That's really tiny. I was very tiny. Wow. Mm-hmm. Part of it naturally, part of it later on. Later on, not. yeah. Not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that reminds me of that movie that you, Dumplin'. Oh, I love yeah. God, I love that movie. I just love Dolly Parton, too. Yeah. Yeah. Dumplin'. Go watch it if you haven't. That one is on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Well, that is real messed up. That yeah, track. and that's just one way that society 
ingrained back into mm-hmm. me and reinforce that behavior. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to what I said last week, there's no like good place to be. No. If you're the way that they want you to look, mm-hmm. there's a lot of terrible things that are going to happen to you. Yeah. And if you aren't the way they want you to look, there's a lot of terrible things that are going to happen to you. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's just, it's such a big deal. Right. Where I feel like with men, it's just not. Mm-mm. It's not, it's not what defines them. No, it doesn't at all. Like at all. And they're not that concerned about it. Mm-mm. I don't know. Not to this extent. Not to the extent that no. we are. That's for sure. I mean... I think there's probably a small percentage of men that feel the same way. Sure. But I don't know any of them. Because I've asked. Yeah. Like, I've just straight out asked the men I know in my life. Yeah. Have you ever struggled with your body image? And I don't know if it's pride. Right. Of them saying, no, I haven't. Or if it's legit. And they're just like, no, I haven't. Well, Scott did. Did he? he told me this whole story. Um, he was, he severely underfed himself in high school and lost a ton of weight. Whoa. So he looked very different than, um, I, I hardly recognized him in pictures and things of that nature. Um, so, you know, he struggled with that for a long time because he was bullied so badly for being heavier. And, um, well, for lots of reasons, but you know, that was like one of the big issues that he dealt with and he struggled with. And so he did, so there are men out there that do. And unfortunately he learned with his words mm-hmm. that he could cut deeper than what you're going to do or say. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So he was smarter and wittier. Mm-hmm. And so like if someone was going to make fun of him for his looks he could come at them pretty hard and, and cut them down to just about nothing yeah um again you should what pow- do you expect from people honestly yeah like had he used his powers for good and done just that we would have been great yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's unfortunate though like with his illness that it went back it went there often mm-hmm. because that's what he was like it was just his ingrained in him to do because that's what he did to get through school mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know, I, I do think there's probably men out there that do struggle with it just as much or at least some. Yeah. I just think that there's a lot of like really successful, unattractive in society's eyes Mm -hmm. men. I was very attracted to Scott. He is not what people would say is right. Just like, I think that, um, you know, there's like some famous people who are just mm-hmm. not typically what you would labeled think as attractive. labeled as attractive, yeah. but they're extremely successful. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate and I binge watched, oh my God, it's so embarrassing, TikTok last night. <laughs> and there's one of Jack Black in like a Speedo doing something funny. Yeah. And like, you know, if a woman did that, she'd get ridiculed <laughs> if yeah. you looked like Jack Black. You know right, what I mean? Right. But like, it was just funny. Mm-hmm. And it's just that, it's just Jack Black. Mm-hmm. So I do think that men struggle with it and it might even be like with losing their hair yeah, or it could be with their small calves. Yeah. Like what is with that? I have no idea. I don't know. Um, Men are so proud of their calves. Can I just say that? I know. Like so proud. I don't know. It's weird. And like, that's when the calf implants came. Remember that? Oh yes, I do. I don't know. I have no idea. 
so <laughs> over the winter oh we no built a fire in our driveway and one of our friends was like I had on a dress for some odd fucking reason. It wasn't super duper cold outside Okay. that day. It had been like 60s or something. So I had on like a maxi dress and then I put like a big cozy sweater yeah. over it. And so I was standing in front of the fire and I like turned around and was like sticking my like calves back, you know, so I was mm-hmm. like lifting one t- heel, lifting yeah. the other heel. <laughs> male and he's like got some really nice calves <laughs> i just remember thinking like what is the obsession with calves? like what is it i don't understand i don't know either but i will say that i worked really hard to get my calves where they are when i was much thinner i had ugly like um stop teeny tiny see there's no winning no there isn't i had very little tiny arms and little tiny like calves and Scott used to, like, laugh because he had the best calves. And so I would be like, I'm going to work my fucking calves. <laughs> so now I have these, like, really very strong calves. And, I mean, it, you can't win. Here's no, the you thing. Can't. You can't win. You can't. You, you're, 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 you know, damned if you do and damned if you don't. Yeah. And even with your close friends, like, I was taking Amy's booty yoga class with her on Zoom. And she goes into like I don't even remember if it was like triangle or something like that and I was just like oh look at her legs they're so beautiful <laughs> <laughs> and I went through this like hole I was like my legs don't look like that I wish my legs were like hers <laughs> do you see where we go in 10% time yes in it's 10% awful. time it's terrible it's horrible you know that's another thing that I do and I just let my rolls go and I just go on Zoom because I feel like, yeah, I might. And you look gorgeous doing Aww, it. Oh, you're because so Because you're kind. so free and happy and just I am. doing your thing. And it's like. I am. I am. And I, you know, there, there are sometimes, you know, so with booty, what a lot of people don't understand is like that you really shouldn't wear that many clothes. Right. Um, I've never really like, it just doesn't, I don't feel comfortable doing that. So mm-hmm. I, I would rather wear the shorts and a shirt. Mm-hmm. There are times when my shirt flies up over my head mm-hmm. in down dog or wherever I'm doing. And I'm like teaching. So I can't stop as if I was in a class. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, here we go. Guess you're going to see it guys. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. I'm never like, bootied with a top on. I always had a sports bra on. Yeah. I know. I just don't know. You just gotta let it go. I was also 50 pounds lighter than I am right now though. So I can't say that I would be a thousand percent comfortable with you know, taking my shirt off. Although in one of your in-person classes, I did, I had on like a jumpsuit and a bra, sports yeah. bra, and I took the top half of my jumpsuit down because I was so fucking hot. I, I think like, it is easier without it. a shirt. And it I is. definitely prefer doing it in the booty shorts because I can see my legs and what yeah. I'm doing. There's a reason for it is what I'm saying. It's not just all looks. But, um, you know, you can't push yourself. You do what you can do. Mm-hmm. So be as free as you can be. Guys, I'll tell you what most one of the most freeing experiences was. During that online booty class, yes. I did not turn my camera on because I was literally doing it in my underwear. Good for you. And it felt amazing. Yes. I was like, oh my God. Like, I just felt so free. Now, no one could see me. It was just right. me. I would never do that in front of other people. I can't say never. But, you know, at this moment, I can't say that I would. Yeah. But it just felt so good. And I will say this, that there is a part of it that is, again, let's go back to, like, 
what's allowed and not allowed, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like very inhibited in yeah. this in in Pittsburgh. Absolutely. If I were to go to um, Arizona and take a class or LA Different and story. take a class, I would get naked. I don't Same. even care. Yeah. I don't care that I'm bigger than you, but like it's okay to not have clothes on. Yeah. Where I feel like here, when you do that, people are like, and they think th- bad things about you. Yeah. Like, I think people have a misconception about Pittsburgh. They're like, oh, it's another big city. No. Nah. Like you guys are more. Um, Evolved? Evolved, yeah. No. And we are not. Listen, guys, this is like this is one of a very small minded small minded yes. towns. People in Pittsburgh are just not like super accepting of stuff like that. So at all. And I remember We're outliers. We are such outliers. Hence the reason that we don't live in our box anymore. Yes. Um, I remember moving here from Denver mm-hmm. and thinking, don't forget this, Amy. We were at least like a year to a year and a half behind Pittsburgh was. Right. Whatever the trend was. Uh So it could be organic food. It could be an exercise. It could be kale. Yeah. Whatever it is, we're a year and a half behind Uh everything on top of the fact that everybody's repressed as fuck. Show enough. And they also have these weird ass like rules and, Mm -hmm. and, and norms and ways that you behave that doesn't work for my person. Mm-mm, me either. I'm just much more of a free spirit than that. This is where I tangle with myself here where I'm like, do I stay here and try to create this community and help people feel comfortable in Pittsburgh to be who they are? Or do I just go somewhere where it's and easier be. To, be where I, to be me? I don't know. I really don't know because I do feel suffocated here. Mm-hmm. And I will say that this town was a big, this town definitely was a big part of the reason that Scott died. Yeah. It suffocated him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made him think that he was less than because you have to be a certain person to mm-hmm. be successful here. Yeah. You really do. Or be accepted. Or be accepted. I mean, I worked at a billion dollar corporation mm-hmm. while living here and my boss called me eccentric and weird. Nice. And I remember thinking... Thank you. <laughs> and then I looked at her face and I was like, oh, that wasn't a compliment. <laughs> oh. I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> like, seriously. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's rough to be outside of your box in, in Pittsburgh. And I do have to and, say, And I though, say Pittsburgh, but I could... Put myself in any uh, yes. town. I was just gonna. There's say There's so many. I could put myself anywhere. In, yeah, in a lot of places. Like and my daughter says, she's not going to feel comfortable until she can get to California. Mm. Like that's her dream. Yeah. She's like, I don't fit in here. I don't like it. She's like, I need to be in New York or LA. Yeah. Like I have to go. Right. And if she's already feeling that, mm-hmm. like, I would want to then say that I would be the person that would stay here and push. I'm just going to keep pushing. Right. The battle. Right. Like, just battle keep pushing. Fight the battle for us. And pushing the boundaries because there's so many lilies out there. Yeah. That don't feel comfortable. That don't feel comfortable being themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's just not okay anywhere. Yeah. So, it's the, that's the constant battle with Randy and I. We talk about a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I do and I don't want to like to make it clear I do love Pittsburgh I really do oh I'm a I am a Pittsburgh girl and I will die hard be like and I'm not from here I did not grow up in Pittsburgh yeah. I grew up in West Virginia I am actually very proud to be from West Virginia which is <laughs> not a popular opinion sometimes but I am fucking proud to be from West Virginia um for a lot of reasons and not proud for some others um but <laughs> I love Pittsburgh. I do. I really do. There is a tight-knit community here. I feel like there's a small-town feel and a big-town feel, big-city feel. And strangely, it's very diverse. It is very diverse. Yes, So it it's is. weird that we're so backwards. But there's a lot of conflict within that diversity, too. Mm-hmm. Or I right. think of my friends who teach in New York City, who I went to college with. Um, many of them are lesbians, and they just, like, are fucking accepted. Yeah. There's, like, no... There's no, like, you don't have to hide. No. I can't, I don't know any out teachers. Wow. I didn't even think about that. None. None. Wow. So, what I, what I'm saying is that you cannot be your true self. Yeah. Without getting pushed back. Because you're telling, like, you can't tell me that of all the teachers you know that not one of them. Right. Are homosexual. Like, not one. Like, that's not... And I'm not even talking about my district. I'm talking all like the all teachers, the teachers I, know. You know. Yeah. I know. I know a ton right, of right. teachers exactly. in Pittsburgh. And, yeah, that that's that's impossible. Ugh. So, you We're know... We're getting off topic, but I but think it all ties about, back together. It does. It's, it's about being yourself. Being you, right. being you and society saying that you can't, you can't be, be you. That you have to be who they say you need to be. Because it makes other people uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it makes the norm uncomfortable. Do you remember middle school when Kathy Ireland became a, a supermodel and it was like big news because she had brown hair. No, I don't remember that. You don't remember that? Mm-mm. Holy shit. I remember being like, oh, there's a brunette model. Like people were wow. talking about it like crazy. I mean, it was like all over the place. Like brunette model breaks through, you know, and yeah. makes it into supermodel status. And I was like, she has green eyes. Like, she's clearly, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. light brown hair. Yeah. <laughs> Size zero. Yeah, I was like, I don't get it. I, and then, though, I think it was, like, the end. Was it, are we in high school when Tyra Banks came yeah. out as a, as a er, supermodel? Early college. Yeah, something Early like that. college, something yeah. like that. And then I feel like barriers started to break. I feel like she was one of the first yeah. to be able to step in and say, like, you guys all look like the same kind of people there are not people who look like everybody else. Right. So I'm coming out to be a supermodel. You're going to accept me. I'm breaking through all this shit. I'm right. beautiful. And, you know. But know. still tiny. But still tiny. Yes, exactly. So, wh- right. So in the way that I'm going to make you uncomfortable with my mental illness, again, if I wore a bikini, mm-hmm. you would be uncomfortable to look at me. I don't. Do you, I do. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> right, 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 right. Let's let's yeah. think about the average like person. Like, right. It makes them uncomfortable to look at something that they don't know is normal. Right. I hate that word, but you know. know what I mean. I know what like, you mean. Like the norm. So you're used to seeing the girls on The Bachelor, Ugh. and those little tiny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'm not shaming them because they might just be that size. Mm-hmm. That might be their healthy place. Right. And that's fine. But what I'm saying... But we need more representation. We need more representation, and we need people to stop 
being uncomfortable because we're fucking being ourselves. Yeah. Like, so if someone comes out of the closet, it makes you uncomfortable. Right. If someone who's a size, whatever, bigger than what you think should be in a bikini makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Guys, let me tell you something. I got I to gotta go back in time a little bit. I want to say like four years ago, I taught a booty yoga class online. It was streamed live through Facebook. But it was in person too. Like there, so, there was there were people mm-hmm. there in person, and then it was streamed live on Facebook. So there were Facebook participants. At this time, I felt very fit and was very confident and comfortable in my body. Mm-hmm. A girl commented on the live and said, "I really loved watching this class because I loved that the instructor was fat, <gasps> and that I'm not the only fat girl in the room." Holy shit! And I had to take a step back and be like, hold up. I'm fat? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I didn't I di- didn't process that. Like, I did not think of myself as fat. Well, from that point on, yeah, I did. sure as fuck did. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I guess I'm fat. We're the fat instructors. The fat instructor. Like, I... Welcome to our class. Oh we will God. kick your ass. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> come take a class with me. I will... Yeah, demolish you. you and demolish you. That is not the point. Finish we don't want to do that. No. I'm just saying that is not the point. We get revenge. Revenge it's class teachers. Pra- it's your own practice. <laughs> you do you. It's fine. But fuck you, man. Yeah. It's it's just a tough ride. And I was also told as an instructor, too, that I had exceptionally short legs and that that was why I was good at yoga. It didn't oh. have anything to do with the fact that I practiced yoga every single day for hours. Yeah. And taught it and studied it and did all the courses. Mm-hmm. That had nothing to do with it. It, it was just your legs. Just I had exceptionally short legs. Yeah. My favorite is when someone thought Jill was the instructor because mm-hmm. she was thinner. Because she was much thinner than my than mm-hmm. me. Yeah. So when I said, no, actually, they said to me, they actually said to us, so I assume you're the instructor then and pointed to her. And I was like, like leaned over and <laughs> waved. I'm like, nope, hello, it's me. And they were like, oh. Yeah. Oh. It's one of these gems. Yeah. And or I was like, studios so or whatever. you're never going to come here, are you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. And again, know better, do better. Yeah. Maybe you were raised in a place where, you know, this is just, I don't know. I, I have to give people the benefit of the doubt. I do. Or I else try. I'm going to hate them all. Yeah. But learn and do better like I mean I just I think that you can't make assumptions about people and their size no I would love to hear from somebody who thinks that they're absolutely perfect Mm -hmm. like there's not one person out there who thinks they're absolutely perfect so think about that thing that you are so self-conscious about and that you like look at yourself and I'm like god I wish I could change that now imagine a whole bunch of people repeatedly telling you that that thing is not right about yeah, you. Yeah. And that you need to do something about it. That's fucked up. Or subversely doing it through their social, like, the world. Yeah. Right? right. Yeah. Not okay. I'll tell you, too. It's like we take 50 steps forward and then 7,000 steps backward. Do you remember, and I'm not going to name it just in case I don't want to get sued, but do you remember 
a couple years ago, there was a clothing line who would ship out their clothes and when in their plus size packages, they included diet bars. Fuck no, I didn't. Yeah. Wow. Like, wow. Wow. Yeah, love who you are now. Mm-hmm. But actually... Just kidding. Don't. Just kidding. Um, you need to be smaller. Oh, like, come on. This is what I'm talking about. This is what society has done to us, and they just continue to, like, pound it into our brains. Guys, that was, two like, two years ago or three years well, ago. think about why people make so much money um, selling, like, diet stuff. I know. Because we're so self-loathing. Right. And we're like, oh, this might, be it. this might be it. Mm-hmm. This might be the trick. Yep. Yeah. Can I, can I confess something? Yeah. You bought something. No. I'm going to confess of a 10% of the time where I fell into some major self-loathing this week. Oh no. What happened? So my bedroom, I have to say, I oh, love, no. I love my bedroom. <laughs> She has a very much sanctuary-esque bedroom. It, and I've done that on purpose. I need a sanctuary. I, I love need a it. space mm-hmm. to feel like safe and calm. So in my bedroom, I do, I have this chase lounge, which I was informed actually is a Cleopatra mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. it doesn't have an arm, like arms on it. Anyways, we've had this Cleopatra chase lounge for several years. It was actually at the studio for a long time. It has been sat on a lot. It is not an expensive piece of furniture. It is not an antique. It is from Target. So I sit down on this chase lounge this week. And as I'm sitting there, out of nowhere, one of the legs just snaps off. And boom, I go to the ground. Am I allowed to laugh? Yes. (laughs) I didn't know. You could laugh. I screamed. I was like, ah! (laughs) Because I fell. Yeah. And Randy's like, are you okay? And I was like... I'm fine. I'm not fine. I'm not fine. <laughs> He's like, what are you, where are you hurt? And I was like, just in my heart. <laughs> oh and my I, God. Like, I sat on the, like the, the bottom half of the chase lounge is like up in the is sky. That when you texted me? Yes. And the, <laughs> the front part of it is down on the ground and I'm just sitting in it and I'm like, Fuck my life. Oh my God. I can't stand myself. I'm so fucking fat. And I text Amy a picture of it. And I go, so this just fucking happened. <laughs> I'm like, um, when I sat on it last Friday, it was wiggling. I don't know. If it was you, I think that it might have been just the chair. And I was like, I know it was the chair, but I don't care because I was sitting on it when it broke. And now I'm fucking pissed off. <gasps> so I laid in bed and cried for like an hour. Just, just full disclosure. I yeah. had a total... You had a 10% moment. 10% moment for like a good solid hour. That's okay. And I just, I, yeah, I was like, I'm so fat. <laughs> Broke my fucking chair. Oh my God. Oh man. So guys, it comes and goes. Yeah, it does. It mm-hmm. definitely does. I guess just, you know, ride the wave. Yeah. And just retrain your brain. I think that's the biggest piece of advice that we yeah. can give. Tell yourself that you are amazing. I know this sounds so super fucking cheesy, but I used to put, like, I used to write notes and stuff yeah. and put that stick, like, sticky notes on my mm-hmm. mirror so that when I would look at myself, I would remember, like, you're beautiful. Like, yeah. or I would remind myself, like, what I've been through. And, like, yeah. same thing. It doesn't matter if what you've been through is, seems to you to be less significant, but it, it is not because it is your 
yeah. trauma. It's your experiences. It's your feelings yeah. that have made you feel the way you do. Yeah. So remind yourself, like, I was not born to feel this way. Yeah. I was born to love myself. Yeah. And I'm going to do that. I actually have this thing on my mirror behind me. I'm going to take it down. I printed it out. Ooh. I keep it on my mirror and it says, you were never created to live depressed, defeated, guilty, condemned, ashamed, or unworthy. You were created to be victorious. Mm. And I look at this every single day and I remind myself of that. You're like, I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior. It's the truth though. It is. It is the truth. I have things around my mirror as well. Yeah. Um, I know I, it's like a total circa 1992 Stuart Smiley thing, but just do it. Do you remember I, that from Saturday Night Live? Yeah, it is. I do remember that. I but, love uh, myself and gosh darn it. <laughs> people love me. People love me. <laughs> I do remember that. Oh my gosh. Well, guys, we did get a little bit off topic, but all about same, this, this is around the same topic of mm-hmm. just being yourself and um, as a person, of a, you know, for other people, just loving people and once you know better, do better. Don't say dumb shit. Yeah. And if you want to hear about a murder, oh. do you want to hear about a murder? Yeah. Um, Patreon. You can get it, I think, for $5 a month. $5. That's it. Five mm-hmm. bucks. Five bucks a month, and you get all our bonus content. All of our bonus content. Including this fucking badass. Yeah. Um, and if you go back far enough, you'll get to a body image episode, bonus episode, where I am like way, way off the rails a little bit. Like, it's all right. But you know what I mean? Like, it's like the down and dirty stuff. We go there. So we go there if you want to check it out. Um, Our Patreon episodes are way uncensored. Way uncensored. And we talk about things that we don't talk about on here. Mm-hmm. And we get down and dark tay. So check it out <laughs> um, because you will want to hear about Paul and Carla. Yes, you will. Because <laughs> we like to listen to it. patreon.com slash unqualified therapists inc go check it out guys we love creating content for you there guided meditations booty yoga classes stress relief yoga coming extra bonus content episodes from us including a true crime story like it doesn't get much better than that plus upcoming I was just going to say, we have a lot of exciting things plans Um, and, you know, lots of surprises and really exciting ways for us to build who we are, what we do here and share it with all of you. So ways you can help us are by sharing this with a friend, anyone who you think might enjoy it, giving us a rating on iTunes, Google, Amazon, anywhere you can rate us. We know that more than 22 of you listen to us. So if you could rate us. We have proof that more than 22 of you um, listen to us. If you could rate us on Apple Podcasts, we would really, really, really freaking appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It helps so much. Um, and we want to thank you because we are over 2,000 downloads, Ooh. which means we did 1,000 downloads in a month. I know. I Because can't we were at 1,000 at January 5th. At January, yes, we were. So... Damn. We're 2,100 now. Damn. Almost 2,200. Like, that's amazing. So anyone yeah. who has shared this podcast, who has reached out to us, we just really appreciate you. Everyone that listens, secretly listens. I know you're out there. <laughs> I know you're secretly listening. Oh, man. Thanks, guys. Let we- us know you're out there. Send us an email. Oh. DM us. 
Yeah. Unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com. Since email is so 1990s, mm. just send us a, D- a DM on Instagram and we will get back to you. At Unqualified Therapists. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We love you. Have a good week. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Production and editing for this podcast by Sarah Simone. If you have a topic around mental health that's been weighing on you, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com. You can find lots of bonus content, including exclusive episodes on our Patreon at patreon.com slash unqualifiedtherapistsinc. We are thankful beyond measure for your support there. Patreon and Google and Apple podcast reviews are how we can continue to bring you episodes just like this. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Unqualified Therapists Inc. Until next week, warriors, remember to hold on. We're gonna make it. Say it now, say it proud, say it now, say it with me, alright. Say it now, say it proud, say it now, say it with me, alright.